welcome to Autism in the Adult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Teresa Regan, an adult neuropsychologist. I specialize in brain behavior relationships for those 14 and older. I'm the parent of an amazing teen on the autism spectrum and a certified autism specialist. I am deeply grateful to bring validation, hope, and purpose to individuals and their families living on the autism spectrum. With this mission at its core, I founded and currently direct the OSF Healthcare Adult Diagnostic Autism Center in Central Illinois. My books include Understanding Autism in Adults and Aging Adults and Understanding Autistic Behaviors. For more information and to join my online community for free, visit www.adultandgeriatricautism.com. Please join me in helping individuals, couples, and families thrive while living life on the autism spectrum. Hello, this is Dr. Teresa Regan joining you today for a podcast called Two Pillars of Communication. And I call it two pillars of communication because there are really two things that we have to focus on during a conversation. And a lot of times, especially for individuals on the spectrum, they tend to focus on only one. And that's where they really kind of get stuck or confused. And we're going to talk specifically about what the two pillars are and also why this second pillar is important the one that often doesn't get quite as much attention. Well, I think we've all heard the adage, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, that's a really nice kind of principle. It gets us uh, far when we're trying to learn in elementary school and kind of our growing up years that it's important to be nice. It's important to be kind. It's important to be polite. These are socially important things. However, as we get into adult relationships and adult conversations and connections, it really does fall short because what happens in adulthood is that we are asked more and more to do unto others as they would like done unto them. In other words, that this other person might need or want or expect something that's different than what I would want. And we have to be able to understand that as we interact with different people, we need to adjust the way that we are interacting in order to have successful connections and interactions. So in, the, in this concept of the two pillars, one of the pillars is going to be the topic. So when we're interacting with someone, we're talking about a particular topic and the topic has facts. And uh, a lot of times for the individual on the spectrum, this is the main or sometimes only focus of what's going on, that I want to get my facts right. I want to present all of the facts in my head so I don't want to be interrupted. And there may even be a focus on whether the other person's facts are correct. And then the individual on the spectrum may wish to correct the other person. So again, this, this first pillar has a lot to do with the topic that's being discussed, the details and the facts, and whether the uh, exchange is based on factually correct information. Now, the second pillar is going to bring up 
this idea that we treat others based on what they need and how they wish to be treated because the second pillar is about the person. It's about this other individual that I'm exchanging information with and what do they need in the conversation? Uh, What does this relationship need? If I'm in a relationship with this person, whether this is my boss or my child or a friend, what does the relationship need and how does the conversation fit into the context of that relationship? So we have two pillars, the factual topic into the person, the social context, or the relationship. Many times people on the spectrum really love the topic piece of the exchange, and they love facts and details, particularly if it's a topic really close to their heart that they're passionate about. However, it's also true that we need to match what's going on in the conversation with the particular person and what they need. So if I'm speaking to a five-year-old, they're going to need something different than if I'm speaking to an adult, even if it's the very same topic. Or if I'm speaking to someone with a PhD in the same topic, you know, they're gonna need information presented in a complex way that matches their needs. Whereas if I speak to someone who has no advanced education in a topic, I present the information differently. So what does this person need? That's the focus of the second pillar. It also includes things like, does this person uh, need me to change topics with them? Maybe they're trying to change the topic. Or maybe they need to take a break. They're tired. They're trying to leave the conversation. You know, I may not need that. Getting back to that adage of treat others based on what I think I would need, but this person might need it. They might need a break. They might need to transition topics. So I need to be responsible not only for the factual information I'm talking about, but also for my attention to the other person in the conversation. What do they need? How am I adjusting that to to match what they need? Now, a lot of people on the spectrum not only have never really thought of that before, um, they, they didn't really realize that that, that was uh, supposed to be part of their focus, but also many will say to me, well, that's just not important to me. I don't need that. And again, it goes back to that adage, right, that yes, we've learned that we do unto others as we would have them do unto us. But in this situation, we need to go higher. Even if we don't need it, if we don't expect it from this other person, they still might need it. And so it becomes important for that reason. So let's take a look at three examples of why this actually might be very important, um, even if for the ASD individual, even if they don't inherently realize, gosh, I would need this too. So let's look at the first example. Let's take someone on the spectrum who really wants to be an influencer. They love to debate. They love the topic. They think the details of the topic are very important, engaging, and very interesting. 
And they want to use this conversation to actually change the other person's mind. So let's take someone who has a passion for social justice or politics or religion. And this person who's on the spectrum has lots of facts in their mind. Their mind is a database of facts. And their focus is to get the facts correct, to correct the other person when their facts are wrong, and to therefore, because they have the better facts, to convince the other person that they should think differently. So this person on the spectrum wants to be a persuader. The whole reason for the interaction is to change the other person's mind to understand that the ASD individual, that their thoughts are actually the most factually correct. Now, in that sense, they may say, well, I don't really need that attention to my person because that's not my goal. My goal is to persuade. But in fact, you really do need that second pillar or you will not have much influence at all. Because if you can't attend to what the other person needs from you, you're not going to be able to really connect with them interpersonally in that exchange. And when you can't interpersonally connect, the individual is much less likely to shift their thought pattern. So if they feel corrected by you, if they feel pushed by you, or if they feel your only agenda for interaction is to argue with them, they may really not have the flexibility in their thinking that they would if they felt you were connecting with them or that you actually cared what their thought process was, not only in order to correct that thought process, but because you connect with them as a person. And so even though you think you don't need that part of the conversation, that personal part, If your goal is to influence other people, I would suggest that you actually really do need to focus on the personal connection aspect of the exchange in order to get that connection with someone where you can influence them. People that influence others are most often those who can connect where the person feels safe in the conversation, they feel listened to, they feel like they understand the flow of the conversation, uh, and they feel like you're really interested in their point of view as well. That's when you start to have this influence that you could shift some of their thought pattern. You can be an influencer. So let's take another person. Let's say that this individual on the spectrum says, you know, I really wish... I could connect with people I don't seem to be able to. I feel like I don't have friends. That's that's very uh, frustrating to me because I feel like I put myself out there and I go and talk to people and yet they seem to just shy away. They don't return my calls. Well, let's say that the way that they talk to others is that they really love to focus on their one particular favorite topic. So let's say that one favorite topic has to do with anime. And they love the topic so much that they want to talk about it. And because they want to connect with another person, they go and talk with this other person about this favorite topic. And they might say to me, why would I talk about something I'm not interested in? 
why wouldn't I talk about anime? Because I'm really not interested in any of these other topics. I don't see the point. But my input would be, if you are feeling frustrated or disappointed that you're not connecting with people, you probably really do want to pay attention to that second pillar. And the second pillar is going to include talking about things that the other person is interested in, even if you are not. And that's because it's not just the topic that's important, is it? In this example where you're talking to others about what interests them, you're doing that because you're focusing on the second pillar. You're focusing on the person. So the reason this exchange is important is that the person is important, that the connection with the person is important. And in this example, it is a goal. This person does want to connect. They do want a friend. And so I'll just put out there that actually it's this focusing on the person during conversation that allows us to connect. And when we don't only talk about our favorite topics, but we also talk about things important to other people, we show them that we value the person during this connection. I'm attending to you as a person. This is really something you love to do. I don't know much about that. Tell me more about it. Or what first got you interested into this topic? And you're not focusing on your favorite topic, which is the anime, but you're focusing on the second pillar because you do have a goal of connecting with another person. And sometimes you'll talk about anime with this person, and sometimes you'll focus on the second piece, not the topic that you love, but you'll focus on the person, and that's what builds this personal connection. Let's talk about a third individual. Let's say that this ASD individual has a goal that they would really love a promotion at work into a leadership position. Maybe they've been uh, to a couple different jobs. Uh, maybe this is their third workplace. Maybe they've left a couple jobs because they haven't been promoted. Well, let's say this individual is really starting to get frustrated and irritated that they aren't being recognized for all the correct things that they do at work. They get their data correct. You know, they are right about things during meetings. Uh, they don't come in with uh, data that is off mark. And yet another thing that they do is that they tell stories about their past bosses and all of the mistakes that they made. So gosh, I used to have a boss that was so flighty, he couldn't even stay on track of this or that. Or he made an error in this presentation when he was talking to this person. The individual does this in order to demonstrate that their past employers have been wrong and that they actually are correct in their data and therefore they should be promoted. Even if all of that is accurate, if there's not an attention to the social piece of the conversation, of the exchange, this individual is not going to be likely to meet their goal of promotion. Because the person piece of this exchange is that here's their third employer listening to the individual talk negatively 
about past employers. And this employer is thinking, I don't want to promote someone into a leadership position where they influence culture in this organization if they don't attend to people enough to know that they shouldn't criticize bosses in front of a team. Um, And so that even though the individual may be accurate in all respects, they're attending to the accuracy of data, to topic. They're not attending in that situation to the social aspect, the people aspect. How is what I'm saying influencing the listener? How does it impact them? How does it hit them? Even though I'm correct. Now, this worker who's on the spectrum may say, you know, I don't need people to be all nicey-nice to me. If something's true, just say it out loud. But again, that's not the point. The point is that we attend to what people around us need in this meeting, in this work context. We match what we say to the social context. And even though the worker doesn't need that much attention to person, those around him do. And therefore, it actually works against him because he's not getting the promotion that he wants. He's not getting advancement. He's not getting recognition or more responsibility. So in the moment, he may not feel like he needs to adjust his approach to those conversations, but in actuality, it's working against his goals as well. And so what we're showing with these three examples is that sometimes on the spectrum, there's this real compelling feeling of data and accuracy and topic and a forgetfulness or an inattention to the people aspect. What does this person need? Do they need me to restate something in a different way? Do they need a break from this conversation? Do they need me to reassure them that I wasn't criticizing them? Uh, Do they need me to ask them what their thoughts are? because I just got to talk about my thoughts. So when connections are successful, there's attention to topic and person. And sometimes you're going to have to ask yourself, what's most important in this exchange? Because it might be person rather than topic sometimes. Maybe the topic has to be shelved while we pay attention to the person. And it's those exchanges And that attention to person that allows longer connections and relationship to form and grow and be maintained. So I really want to encourage people to think about both pillars, topic and person, and think about ways that attention to person actually can help you get those other goals that you may feel are disconnected to the whole commitment to the social part of the exchange. But maybe they're not disconnected. Maybe you want to be influencers. Maybe you want to have connection and make a relationship with someone. Or maybe you want to be recognized in a workplace and promoted with more responsibility. There are so many ways that attention to person can help us get our own um, momentum toward our life goals. And I want to encourage you in that way that thinking about both pillars can really help advancement toward your own goals. Also, if you or someone you know is an adult interested in learning more about autism in the adult, 
I invite you to check out my free webinar for the public through Zur Institute on February 16th. I'm including the link below and we'll talk about aspects related to finding a diagnosis. We'll do some myth busting about autism in the adult. And we'll also have some time for questions and answers at the end. I hope you click on the link below and check out the webinar registration form to reserve your spot today. Thanks for listening, and I hope to have you join me next time.